Hi, Micah. I missed the podcast last week. You did miss the podcast last week. Uh, For the listener who may be unaware, uh, last week we were supposed to have a podcast episode, which I understand if you don't keep up with us with bated breath every week when we release an episode. (laughs) Sometimes there's podcasts that I get backed up on. I don't find out until like a couple weeks later that, oh yeah, they they missed a week because they had something going on in their lives that prevented them from being able to record. Yeah. But uh, last week, I sat down at my computer. I turned it on. I uh, set up my camera. I set up my (laughs) mic. I set up uh, Cakewalk to start recording. And I clapped. But I noticed that Stevie didn't clap back at me. (laughs) The clap is how we use to actually sync up the the podcast. That's a little bit of inside tip for you who anyone <laughs> out there who wants to start a podcast of their own but anyway uh i clapped and i noticed that uh stevie's end was silent and stevie <laughs> was not there stupid so i was stupid. worried um so i texted and then, stevie and then stevie uh, sent a message back saying guess what i'm the i'm the most eligible bachelor in town now and i'm really sad about it so i have to tap out today i think <laughs> so i did so yeah Boo. so uh, I come with a Boom. hefty dowry, though. Send me your marriage proposals. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. So, yeah, so if you notice, if the energy seems a little bit weird today... It's because I'm fending off all the marriage proposals. Don't worry about it. Exactly. I also have something in my eye. God damn it. Are you okay? Like, are you good? No, I'm, my body is falling apart on me. Evidently. I'm sorry. Also, mm-hmm. weird withdrawals still because Jesus. that shit can mess with you for like up to eight weeks. Yeah, I withdrew from my from my Wellbutrin this week, which turns out is like pretty much the biggest one that you're not supposed to withdraw from. Um, but I was able to get it re-prescribed at my psychiatrist appointment last night. But uh, Walmart isn't filling the prescription right now. They said it's taking longer than usual, and I don't and I don't know why that is. Um, so. Hopefully, I won't be withdrawing from Obutrin. Also, tomorrow. Yeah, it's been a good week for Steve Meister. It's been a great <laughs> fucking week for Steve Meister. It's Gender Swap. Welcome to Gender Swap, a podcast by two transgender siblings, one of whom was gonna do a date you like an animal this week, but decided against it. Tonally incorrect. <laughs> Definitely tonally incorrect. Uh, the other one is kind of going through it, but will prevail. Yeah. I'm one of your hosts. My name is Micah. My pronouns are they, them. My name is Stevie, and I use he, they pronouns. And I haven't been in the, the gay dating scene in four years, so it's interesting to see how it operates now. Although I'm very much not looking for really anything aside from a committed Christian marriage. So I don't really know why I'm bothering to look. You know what you need to go. On? You know what you need to do. Christian you need to sign up for plenty of fish. Farmersonly.com. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Christian uh, Mingle, Farmers Only, and plenty of fish. Yeah. Plenty of fish. Yeah. There's three more. Three more apps to add, I suppose. God damn! Hold on. Let me look up plenty of fish. I am curious about something. Plenty of fish dating. Uh, blah 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 blah. X out of that. Do they have an article section? Because that would be amazing. Oh, that would be so fucking good. Hold so on. So many. Me... Every different social media site has some kind of blog attached. That <gasps> would be lovely. <gasps> they have a blog. Thank goodness. Shit. I feel bad. But do you want to do a date you like an animal? Yes, this week? I do. It would be extremely funny. <laughs> Listen, 
I don't think I'm going to find the youth pastor husband of my dreams on Grinder. so I think I need a little bit of advice. <laughs> this is true, and who better to get it from than <laughs> PlentyOfFish.com? Plenty than the, the youth pastor capital of the internet, <laughs> PlentyOfFish.com. Exactly. <laughs> no, I would love that. Oh, hell yeah. But you know what? I, oh, it's so, oh, there's so many good ones. Pain makes such a such good podcast material, I will admit. I'm a pro complainer. I'm a pro hater. It's very fun to be a bitch with you on podcast. And I have a lot of that going around. <laughs> you found something intriguing? I have. And I'm not even going to read it before I, I, I present it. I'm not even going to skim it. We're just going to, we're going to, it's going to be a, a journey of discovery for the both of us. So we're going to discover if it's boring together? I don't think it'll be boring. Okay. We'll see. We'll probably find something to disagree with. Oh, I'm sure we will. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm certain we will. God damn. It's so tempting to jump right into it right now. But we can't because we have a format that we stick to oh. whenever we do these episodes, which means first, we've got to talk about it. You got to eat your vegetables. No. Here comes the news. Actually, let me change the order of the articles. <laughs> I'd rather end on a lighter note. Okay, okay. Because it's the news. There's always the depressing news. shit in the news. Yeah. Uh, for instance, this is coming from APNews.com. Our first headline, a Vermont mom called police to talk to her son about stealing, and he ended up handcuffed and sedated. <gasps> oh, my God. What? What? Okay, first of all, don't call the cops on your own kid. That's stupid. Second of all... Jesus fucking Christ. That's very fucking scary. What? Yeah, but definitely don't call the cops and your own kids. Like, like if, if the cops that, are not good at parenting. No. Especially when you look at domestic abuse statistics when it yeah. involves law enforcement officers. Yeah, that is not a... First of all, don't scare tactic your own fucking kid. Second of all, don't call the cops on your kid. Third of all, cops aren't really good for anything. Uh, well, that's, that's a lie. They're not good for anything for, like, the common people. They're very useful to the bourgeois. Oh, they're they're, very, they're so useful for the bourgeois. Yeah. The way they, the way that they just go out of their way to protect property, up and in, up and into including uh, killing people to protect property. That's really that's brave. just oh so so far the thin blue line. I'm glad it's there, guys. <laughs> I'm real fucking glad. <laughs> but anyway, before I extol the virtues of American law enforcement too much. <laughs> A Vermont mother wanted to teach her then 14-year-old son a lesson. After he came home with electronic cigarettes, he stole from a gas station. So she called the police. Oh, my God. What happened next that evening in May of 2021 is the basis for a lawsuit by that mother, alleging that the Burlington police used excessive force and discriminated against her unarmed son, who is black and has behavioral and intellectual disabilities. Holy fucking shit. Holy fucking shit. After he failed to hand over the last of the stolen e-cigarettes, two officers physically forced him to do so. Then Kathy, Austrian's son, was handcuffed and pinned to the ground as he screamed and struggled. Oh my god. According to a civil lawsuit filed Tuesday and police body camera video shared with the Associated Press by the American Civil Liberties Union of Vermont. The teen was eventually injected with ketamine, <gasps> a sedative, then put into a hospital, according to the lawsuit and video. Holy shit, that's terrifying. The police chose to respond to my son with unprovoked violence and use of force. Hey, guys, uh, uh, that's all police do. That's all police do. That freaks me out. 
Anytime you deal with the cops, you have to keep in the back of your mind that at any moment, they could decide to up the ante on violence in, this, in any given situation. And nothing will fucking happen. Like, oh, All God. they have to do is claim that they were scared. Yeah. For their own life. Yeah. And then they get something called qualified immunity. Hey, Stevie, do you know why qualified immunity exists? Isn't it like, because we're the cops, you can't cop on us? No, no, no. Why it originally existed. Oh, uh, probably fascist reasons. You're close. Uh, it's because when slave patrols would have to cross state lines to capture runaway slaves, oh. they wanted to be able to say, well, we had to do whatever we could to get the slave back. Yeah, that's pretty fash. Yeah. 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 Don't ever forget, folks. Don't don't ever forget, kids. The law enforcement uh, is literally just descendants of the practice of fucking slave catching. So... Don't ever get don't ever get it in your head that they're the good guys. No, they are not the good guys. And if you have somebody in your family that is a law enforcement officer, uh, encourage them to quit. But bear in mind, uh, if they've drunk the Kool Aid too much, you're not going to get too far. Yeah, you'll be able to get a pretty good read on mileage. May vary. Mileage may mileage will vary. <laughs> yes. Uh. So anyway. Getting back to this, Burlington police officers had visited the home before and were aware of the teen's disabilities. The what the fuck? Says. Austrian fostered the child who had developmental and intellectual disabilities like his birth mother since he was five months old and adopted him at age two, according to the lawsuit. Yeah. So anyway, I guess the takeaway from this, though, is uh, fuck the police. Is the mother white? Uh, yes. Yes? Yes. Appears to be. How fucking clueless can you be? How fucking cruel can you be to your own fucking child? Hey, she didn't know. Bullshit. That's insane. No, a lot of white people live with a privilege, and they see cops as somebody you can call if, like, your car gets stuck or something. Yeah, I think it's very irresponsible just that that she adopted a black child without really analyzing any of the possible ways in which his life would differ from hers. I feel like ignorance is only an excuse so far, especially in the age of information. And that's just very, very frustrating that that's just so fucking irresponsible. God damn. I'm glad she's suing, but fucking shit. Yeah. So anyway, moving on from that article. Yeah. Florida Democratic Congress people uh, have said to Biden to block the trans license ban with the Real ID Act. Elaborate on this for me. That's a lot of words. A lot of words. Uh, this is coming from Erin in the Morning. She's an independent... Uh, <gasps> I love Erin in the Morning. Yeah, she's a, she's an independent trans uh, reporter. Mm-hmm. Does extremely good work. Mm-hmm. Basically, there are two measures in Florida aimed at prohibiting the, uh, the alteration of gender markers on driver's licenses and criminalizes transgender individuals. Great. Awesome. Earlier this week, the state announced it would cease allowing changes to driver's license gender markers, asserting that any transgender person would be misrepresenting their gender huh. on their license, could be guilty of criminal fraud, including wow. potential license suspension and revocation. Wow. Why does it fucking matter to y'all whether or not I have a cooter? You sound like a bunch of fucking freaks. It's like, we're not going to fuck. Yeah. We're not going to fuck you. So yeah. it I, shouldn't I matter. Know. It shouldn't matter what's... God, mis- misrepresent. Okay, fucking okay. 
Also concurrently, a bill is progressing through the Florida legislature that seeks to ban driver's license gender marker changes and would mandate health insurance coverage for conversion therapy. Wow. Wow. Holy shit. Yeah, we're just doing Nazi shit. We're just doing... We're, we're just doing, like, legislating them out of existence and trying to fucking eliminate them. That's fucking terrifying. Jesus Christ. However, Florida Dems realized... That the Real ID Act, the Federal Real ID Act, enacted by Republicans in 2005, ironic, ironic, might protect transgender individuals in states attempting to ban driver's license changes. Ah, thank God. This is because the federal requirements for state IDs include listing gender. Interesting. The Biden administration could employ various methods to ensure compliance with the Real ID Act, mandating that states allow transgender people to list their gender on their driver's licenses. Yeah. This, these methods instead of sex, that's important. Gender over sex. Gotcha. Yeah. These methods could include initiating a rulemaking process or declaring that Florida is out of compliance. Ooh. Those speculations apparently turned out to have serious merit, at Mm. least to members of Congress. Interesting. On Friday, Congressman Maxwell Frost released a letter signed onto by every member of the Florida Democratic congressional delegation that stated, if the above described revisions are allowed to stand in Florida and similar provisions are allowed to stand in other states, they will undoubtedly continue to spread, creating more confusion and inconsistency yep. while severely hampering Americans' abilities to travel, including LGBTQ plus Americans' abilities to leave states that are hostile to their existence. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. The signatories then request that the United States federal government mandate the state to come into compliance and use every other state as it, as at its disposal to prevent discrimination against transgender individuals on driver's licenses. <sighs> Should Biden take this step, the action would have significant consequences for any state that bans transgender individuals from updating their driver's licenses. The Real ID Act requires states to comply for IDs to be used for boarding airplanes. Any Mm. state out of compliance could severely hamper its citizens' travel options. Mm. Which means this wouldn't just affect queer people in Florida. This would affect everyone who lives in Florida. Yeah, because they have to appeal to the widest audience possible on this. So anyway, yeah, that's going on. Nice that they're actually vouching for us. That's a new feeling a little bit. Right? Oh, I kind right? Of, I kind of forgot we had any fucking Floridian Democrats. Not very many, but we do have a few. <sighs> yeah. But our third headline, which is a bit of lighter news. Okay. Have you seen the Star Trek meme? Where Data talks about, oh, you mean the Irish reunification of 2024? (gasps) Yes, I have. Which was an episode of Star Trek that aired years and years and years and years and years ago. Where it talked about, they briefly mentioned an Irish reunification happening in 2024. Didn't they just reference it as like a point of reference for something else? Like, I don't think that it was even the focus of the episode. Like, that shit is so funny. Like, wasn't even, like, yeah, it was just a brief mention. Yeah. Uh, This is from thejournal.ie, which is an Irish uh, news website. Okay. Historic day for Northern Ireland as Michelle O'Neill becomes first nationalist first minister. Interesting. Long story short, she wants to reunify Northern Ireland with the rest of Ireland. Hell yeah. So it will no longer be under English control. 
because why the fuck would it be stupid colonialism and racism and stupid other things like that well good for her but yeah good on you good on you man irish unification of 2024 if you can dream it you can do it yeah, exactly <laughs> d-r-e-a-m dream <laughs> so yeah so that has been our uh our news seg our news segments epic god i cannot talk to my t- i keep like tripping over my tongue it's really bugging the shit out of me that's okay uh i want to move on from here yeah and i want to talk about something else that's specific to florida okay but to do that we're gonna have to go to the monster zone well yay i feel like we haven't been here in a while it's the monster zone monster zone cd have you heard of the skunk ape uh in passing i think we traveled in the same circles but just never happened to have met before gotcha (laughs) well for those of you who don't know and this is coming from uh, wikipedia.org because honestly it was the most reliable source i could find on the skunk ape there were way too many blogs i came across in my search if you disparage wikipedia articles that are like sourced relatively well i don't respect you (laughs) this is true like, there's a lot of people who are like, oh, they just read the Wikipedia article off on their podcast. Yes, we did. Because yeah. honestly, sometimes you got to go with the most accurate source. Frequently, it's a decent synthesis of information. Sometimes it's unavoidable. Yeah, also true. But anyway, the skunk ape is a large and hairy human-like mythical figure purported to inhabit the forests and swamps of the southeastern United States, most notably in florida is this like florida bigfoot kind of it sounds like it's like florida bigfoot florida man bigfoot why did we need i feel like we're just getting derivative it does feel derivative however the sightings that of 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 the skunk ape that are listed here on wikipedia go back to 1929 hmm that's pretty far back and bigfoot how uh, let me see when was the first bigfoot sighting oh yeah because it was with the shitty camera so it had to be when cameras were a thing. <laughs> no, Google, I do not want you to know my location. Stupid, you don't need to know that. You do not need to know that. Okay, so, yeah, that goes all the way back to Native Americans. Interesting. Which is interesting. Because the skunk ape, some cryptozoologists have claimed, was sighted by um, Miccosukee culture and Seminole culture. Interesting claiming that they have stories of a foul-smelling, physically powerful, <laughs> and secretive creature called Esti Kapkaki. Big, strong, stinky man. A name which roughly translates to furry tall man or hairy giant. Just a hairy, stinky giant. Yeah. But the thing is, uh, gotcha. So this was actually, their source for this was a book... Mm. by david childress called bigfoot nation ah. the history of sasquatch in north america oh interesting which reminds me have we talked about bigfoot yet uh, i think we had avoided it because you were like "Ooh, it's too predictable but i feel like you may have caved eventually no actually you're right i didn't do it yet because we're saving bigfoot until we get a thousand subscribers on patreon Oh, so we're just talking about the spinoff first? That feels silly. That feels like introducing someone to Slush Wave before you introduce them to Vapor Wave. That's a deep cut. That was stupid. <laughs> <laughs> that, uh, was cri- actually, that was cringe as shit. Oh my god. <laughs> actually, I was going to say, it's like presenting the, the Minions movie before you show someone Despicable Me. 
that's quite a good comparison. That is quite a good comparison, I'll say. Yeah. So okay, the Skunk Ape well, is the Minions movie of the cryptozoology world. That's so brutal. That's so brutal. Well, unless it came first, but it seems like they're all related anyway. Ah, it seems like they're all related. I don't yeah. know. But yeah, we're, we're not going to talk about Bigfoot until we get uh, 2,000, or I'm sorry, 1,000 subscribers. Okay. Wait, 1,000 subscribers where? On Patreon. Oh, on Patreon. Okay, because we have more than that on Spotify, so I wasn't, I wasn't sure. No, I know we have more than that on Spotify, but, but on Patreon. Okay. Uh, once we hit that 1,000 subscriber mark. That's a lot. We will talk about, it is a lot. It is a lot. We will talk about Bigfoot, which means we may never talk about Bigfoot. That's so fucked up. You're holding Bigfoot hostage. You're goddamn right I'm holding Bigfoot hostage. I have him at, 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 at lightsaber point. Mike has got a gun. No, I don't. I have, a, I have a lightsaber that I bought from Walmart. Fucked that up. Flicks, uh, flicks out and goes. But Bigfoot doesn't know that. But Bigfoot is fucking terrified he because he has know. a primitive mind. Never seen that before. Never seen that before. Doesn't know what Star Wars is. Thinks you've developed godly powers. Also, what's electricity? Conceptually, Bigfoot is shitting himself. Bigfoot's Can you in imagine hell. if I introduced Bigfoot to the concept of a femboy? Bigfoot's head would explode. No, I don't think that Bigfoot has enough of a, a, a concept uh, of like gender stereotypes. So I don't think that Bigfoot would even perceive that as being something out of the ordinary. I think that's if you gave point. Bigfoot LSD, yeah, that's something totally different. But I don't think Bigfoot would get hung up on transgender people because he has no reason to think humans are any other any other way. He's been in the woods this whole time, theoretically. This is true. All he knows is like rabbits or whatever. I can't imagine that the Wi-Fi is any good in the woods. What does Bigfoot eat? Did we ever learn that? Oh, we haven't because we don't know what fucking Bigfoot is like because you're holding him hostage. Ugh, this is stupid. There's a lot of stuff I want to know about the guy. Well, I guess we got to get the thousand subscribers first. Okay, well, let's talk about his cousin, the Skunk Gate. In 1929, mm-hmm. an alleged sighting occurred at the famous and then recently constructed Perky Bat Tower at Good the Florida name. Keys. Good name. Witnesses reported that an unknown ape-like creature was drawn to the construction site. What? After inspecting the bat tower, shortly what? after it had been stocked with bats, <gasps> the creature shook the tower, Ooh. driving off the bats before running into the woods. What's fucking wrong with you, man? <laughs> it sounds like the skunk ape is the Florida man Bigfoot, truly. What a jackass. The bats are like, ooh, new house, new house. He's like, get off my yard. What? What's wrong with you? What is wrong with you, man? Damn. You never seen a fucking bat before? Stupid. In 1942, okay, a man in Swanee County reported a similar creature rushing out from the brush line while he was driving down an isolated road. That's so scary. That's so fucking scary. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Allegedly, it grabbed onto his vehicle and beat on the running board and <gasps> door for half a mile before departing. This guy is like scary. This is like like this guy this is like ketamine ape type shit. This is crazy. What is up with this guy? In the small county of Barden in Putnam, Florida, beginning in the 1940s, there were a number of alleged sightings of a creature that came to be known as the Barden Booger. Barden Booger. The Barden Booger. Man, that rolls. Used to be so much better at having names for critters. In the 1960s, a rash every of sightings years, every 20 years the guy appears. In the 1960s, a rash of sightings in Central Florida happened around Alachua County and in Marion County. What? 
One such report from 1963 involved several members of a family encountering an ape-like creature around their rural home, including one instance of it approaching a window to peer inside at night. Fuck no! Oh my god! This is the first one that's, like, creeping me out a little bit. Like, I, I really do not like the strange amount of humanity this creature has like like sentient and salient enough to be able to do stuff like chase and grab onto a car to beat on it and know where to peer into the house but also it's just like pure animalistic fervor in terms of killing instinct i don't care for this fucker at all i would just like to i would just like to plant a sign on the door that of the monster zone that says i don't care for this fucker at all if you see this man do not let him in reports of the skunk ape were particularly common in the 1950s through the 1970s okay the bigfoot field researchers organization has archived hundreds of alleged sightings across nearly every county of florida beginning in 1955 to the present day so is the idea that there's multiple or just one really avid traveler? It, I think it sounds like there's a whole bunch of these. Okay. I don't care for that. I feel like they would be a bigger problem. Although maybe the aggression is very uncommon. Maybe they really do normally keep to themselves and the ones that attack people are just the ones that have like rabies. Or, or mankind is creeping into their natural environment and they have nowhere else to go. Oh, Actually, that's. I feel like that's pretty. So it's likely. taking a clue from. It's taking a clue from the Yorkas, mm. but there's no yachts around, Fighting so it takes it out on, on cars. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like it started after the Industrial Revolution. <laughs> so, I, I mean, I'd be mad too if my house got industrial revolutionized. Uh, in the 1970s, two Palm Beach County sheriff's deputies named Marvin Lewis and Ernie Milner reported that an ape-like creature stalked them through a grove before they shot at it with their firearms. A-cab. This is true. A-cab. <laughs> they reported following a trail of footprints where they discovered recovered a hair snagged on a barbed wire fence from a line that had been pushed down. Ah, fucking rules. In 1971 to 1975, a rash of sightings occurred in Broward County and the surrounding areas. Damn. Multiple eyewitnesses reported nocturnal encounters with a five to seven foot ape-like creature with red, dark red to black fur. Ah, I don't like it. These events were heavily covered in newspapers, both local and in other Florida cities such as Miami, and were some of the earliest instances of popularizing the term skunk ape in the state lexicon this creature stresses me out reports have alleged that the skunk ape has invaded homes no. stalked people and killed several of a farmer's livestock including a horse and bull what could it not have been like coyotes or whatever or mountain lions well i imagine mountain lions and coyotes you'll see like bite marks and scratch marks but with like something like a big ape-like creature oh. probably something with a lot of like blunt force trauma Mm, I can see that. That's horrifying, by the way. I'm going to have nightmares about the fucking skunk ape bashing my head in now. Thanks, Micah. In 1977... <laughs> yeah. A failed-to-pass bill was proposed in the Florida State Legislature to make it illegal to take, possess, harm, or molest anthropoids or humanoid animals. A skunk ape protection act? A skunk ape protection act and congress was like what are we fucking doing is this a joke like what are we wh what's fucking going on is this uh, is this our concern right now wow yeah this is for the florida state legislature 
That is really fucking funny. Your lights are blinking a lot. Yeah, I hope I don't lose power. I'm really nervous about your power. Like, it has been raining a lot, and like a lot of lightning and shit. So, you know. That's scary. But anyway, moving on. Yeah. In 1997. Dang, we got a whole chronology. A photograph of a dark, upright figure in the swamp was taken by Ochopi, Florida Control Fire Control District Chief. Try Vince. one more time. Try one more time. Okay. In <laughs> 1997. Mm-hmm. A photograph of a dark, upright figure mm-hmm. in the swamp was taken by Florida Ochopi, Florida... Uh, <laughs> was taken by Ochopi... Fl- uh, was taken by Ochopi Fire Control District Chief Vince Dorr. <laughs> Why'd you keep saying Florida? I don't know. Florida wasn't in that phrase at all. I just got tongue-tied. <laughs> okay. Well, that last take was great. That he claims depicts a skunk ape. Cool. Hell yeah. He's just dicking around on the job. <laughs> uh, in the year 2000. Yeah. The Sarasota County Sheriff's Office received two anonymous photos depicting a large, hairy ape-like creature. Why did they send them to the cops? Why did they send the photos to the fucking police station? What are they going to do about it? He didn't even do a crime. Why are you such a fucking narc? You could have sent it to the some paper. People, some some people, and they are. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna put it to you straight. Some people who are melanin deficient will call the cops and report shit to the cops on everything. Yeah, honestly, that's a good point. I have seen people, white people, call the cops about like bears in their backyard when it's like I'm pretty sure we have groups of people specifically for doing this. Uh, specifically to help control the animals. I wonder what that's called. I don't know. We should call 911 and call the police. It's called the SWAT team, of course. (laughs) They're going to go and tackle the bear and inject it with ketamine. (sighs) God. ah. Okay, we're doing a lot of of cop hate this episode that I didn't expect, but honestly, they keep coming up. They do keep coming up. They keep coming up, and I'm pretty fucking tired of it. Why are there so many goddamn cops involved in the story of the skunk ape can the skunk ape oh i shouldn't say that <laughs> what i was just gonna say can the skunk ape that's no, all you shouldn't say that <laughs> no see that's what i stopped i'm gonna delete that <laughs> can you just bleep it <laughs> please just bleep it because that's really funny <laughs> i might do a sound drop for one of my songs oh that's, that's good like a jazzy whatever like out of service kind of (laughs) like the elevator tunes like we'll be right back (laughs) yeah that would be great i would love that that'd be awesome (laughs) oh shit but anyway the author of the letter claimed to be an elderly woman who reported the creature had been stealing apples from her back porch near i-75 oh he's hungry and upon surprising it with a camera, she was afraid it was an escaped orangutan that might harm her family. So you wrote a letter to the cops. Not a phone call. We wrote a letter with enclosed photographs. In the year 2000. In the year 2000, when phones certainly existed. Right. Is this how they reported crimes back in the day or something? There's no fucking way. She could have emailed the cops at that point. She could have emailed the cops. And listen, she's old, okay, but I feel like they probably learned how to use the phones before email. The scrutinized photos, dubbed the Mayaki Skunk Ape, 
Cool. Remained a polarizing topic, and their authenticity remains debated. Again, yeah. of course it's debated. She wrote a fucking letter. She, My dearest police officer, I find myself sweltering <laughs> under the summer heat, longing for your tender touch. Upon it, my porch, <laughs> I did spy a large oh, and hairy anthropoid you sound going like, um, and rummaging through my apple orchard. Fuck. Do send the constabulary to constabulary. come <laughs> to take care and deal with this hairy ruffian that does smell a bit ripe. A bit right. Tr- I forgot he was stinky. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, the stink alone. Big stinky man on the back porch stealing my apples. He's just fucking hungry, man. He <sighs> just wants food. That sounds like... Uh, you, I, I don't think you've seen a lot of Dropout TV, have you? You've seen some of I, it. I, I've seen a fair bit. Have my my seen, wife's really into it. Have you seen Game Changer? I know that she's more into Dimension 20. Yes, I have seen Game Changer. Because you sound like that one guy, Ross, uh, when he's imitating a Confederate soldier who's trying to start a sexting thing with his, with his wife through letters. And that was like the exact accent, which I think was just ripped from To Kill a Mockingbird, actually. No, which was ripped from Ken Burns' documentary, Civil War. On God? That's where that whole joke came from. Ken Burns did a documentary about the Civil War, and they kept going to letters that always started with, like, my loveliest morning dove. (laughs) The Confederates do vex me this this sweltering morning. That makes a lot of sense, because it feels like it's referencing something. That makes sense. (laughs) That would be it. Oh, what an iconic. when 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 did that even come out? Ken Burns' Civil War release date. Yeah, that came out back in 1990. That's crazy. That's a yeah. That's a minute. So it's, it's been it's been it's been geez. in popular culture for a little bit. It's been 30 years, more I, than 30 years. I have to go pee. Be right back. Don't let your power go out while I'm gone. Came up with an episode title. <laughs> Ken Burns Skunk Ape. Ken Burns Skunk Ape is good. Anyway, most anecdotal reports and alleged visual evidence are deemed to be fabrication or hoaxes. Yeah, fair. People love hoaxes. I'm people. <laughs> so it's it's one of those things where like like Bigfoot at least is like partially credible, but the skunk ape is kind of uh Do you believe Bigfoot is partially credible? Look, there's Bigfoot sightings have been going back to, to like Native American cultures. But this article also argued the same for the skunk ape. It argued the same for the skunk ape, but it the 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 actual like I checked its source mm. is a book by a cryptozoologist. Mm. Okay. So of course the cryptozoologist is gonna is, yeah could be making up sources. Yeah. Okay. If you've only got one guy saying it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm very interested because you're revealing opinions about Bigfoot heretofore unknown to me. So, <laughs> so I'm just saying, you know, Bigfoot a little bit more credible, I, I believe, than the, the skunk ape. Well, the skunk ape stresses me out and I've unlocked a new Florida-centric fear. Well, it could be worse. It could? 
It could be worse. There could be other things that you could be afraid of. We made the creepy cube because it's like this is, isn't even like a fun. It's not like a fun one. We should put all the spooky things that we don't want to have in the monster zone or mischievous boys over here. So would you put the skunk ape in the creepy cube? Yes, I would put the skunk ape in the creepy cube. But since he's in the monster zone, he doesn't have to go to the cube. But if we didn't have the monster zone, I would want him to be kept in the cube. Gotcha. A lot of the things that are in the cube are there because I am like nervous about them. I definitely get that. And I feel like you do have a fair amount to be a little bit nervous about. Yeah. Lately. Because a lot of shit's going on. Yeah. Like, you may be actually a little bit nervous about... Is this a segue? You piece of shit. You may be a little bit nervous about uh, going back out there and, and looking at all the other uh, fish in the sea. Yeah. Now that now that you are a rockin' bachelor. Now I'm a rockin' bachelor. Yeah. So what better place to find more fish... Than to go to and use the app Plenty of Fish. Yeah. Well, Plenty of Fish has a blog. Oh, thank God. Thank and God. On, and on that blog, they have articles. Thank goodness. We can finally expand our, our, our repertoire, the sources that we pull from. Yeah. So in case you haven't picked up on it, dear listener, this is uh, Date You Like an Animal. I want to date you like an animal. We're moving on from the world of anime. We're, we're finally pulling from different worldviews. I think it'll be really valuable to have a new kind of perspective on this podcast. It's true. We need, we need to be really well, well-rounded. Because honestly, mm. everybody's different. There's yeah. a lot of different kinds of people. Yeah. And a lot of different kinds of perspectives. Yeah. You may go out on the dating scene and find that there just aren't that many weebs. Yeah. There's no one that wants to talk to you about the uh, manga for So I Was Reincarnated as a Spider, So What? Don't worry. They're all on Bumble. Go forth and be free. I promise. <laughs> I promise. All of the weebs and all of the fucking gay people are on Bumble. Bumble feels gayer than Grinder to me. There's more transgender people on Bumble. It's awesome. Nobody told me about this. It seems to be a fairly recent development, but a lot of them play D&D, and a lot of them talk about anime in their bios, and I'm like, in front of God and everyone, this is awesome. So there's hope well, for right. you, yeah, don't worry. Failing that, though, plentyoffish.com will probably do. Yeah, fail, failing that, you should, you could go to plentyoffish.com. Uh, not sponsored, not sponsored, not sponsored. Not, sp- but definitely not sponsored. <laughs> I I, for those of you who don't know, Plenty of Fish is a Christian dating website slash app. Yeah. And they, more than likely, given most of the Christians I know, would not approve... Of a couple of queers talking about their website. Listen, we haven't looked it up. We don't know if they're homophobic. I'm just saying I won't give them the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> exactly. So. But you didn't you didn't read the article you're about to read me. You told me this will be an exploration of discovery or some shit like that. Yes, this is an article that I have not screened. Okay. I just saw it and I immediately thought, okay, this is, they are probably a conservative website. Okay. So I want to hear their opinions of seven dating rules, in quotation marks, that are just plain outdated, especially post-pandemic. Oh, interesting. Okay. What do they think is outdated? This was posted on June 27th of 2021. Oh, 2021 was post-pandemic for them? Uh-huh. Noted. <laughs> so I feel like, uh, you know. Noted. Okay. <laughs> Strong start. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, sure. What does plentyoffish.com think is outdated? Number one, mm. 
seeing someone slash hearing their voice for the first time in real life. What? This might still be important to a lot of people. You can't deny though, COVID has removed a lot of the stigma around meeting online or getting to know someone virtually. Yeah. For what felt like an eternity, it's all anyone could do and collectively I think we've made the most of it. Sure, who doesn't love a good meet cute in a coffee shop or the park? But thinking you need to meet someone for the first time from across a crowded room for it to be legitimate isn't true anymore. I agree with that in terms of like legitimizing that kind of, of method. But here's the thing. Do you want to know how my, I met my wife? Online. Okay, Cupid. Yeah. Online. Yeah. In 2009. Yeah. Meeting your significant other online hasn't been like They're not persecuted necessarily. <laughs> for years. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, fair enough. Did you know what the an- analog version of it was? Personal ads? Personal ads. Ah, it's nothing rules. new. That's such a good point. Yeah. And you know how long personal ads have been going around? I Since Roman times. That rules. That rules. I did not know that the Romans had personal ads. Did they? I don't know. I pulled that out of my ass. Hold on. Okay, you can't just make shit up. (laughs) This is going to be one of those things where Andrea is like, you are so fucking wrong, and I want to scream at you from across the room. You can't just make this shit up. I would believe it, and I was going to make a bit about it, but I would like to verify that fact first. What, they're chiseling it on stone? It's like looking for a hot twink to come huff my nuts. What? You can't just make shit up. Did you find one? No, Google, once again, is proving to be practically useless. It's linked me to a whole bunch of articles about advertising back in Rome. <sighs> I'm talking about... Do you, did you put personal ads? Maybe they called it something different. I called it... Per- what else would they be called? I don't know. I'm not fucking Roman. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, Mike. I'm trying to help. Well, real quick, though. We're going to have to pause this segment. Okay. I suddenly got a poop. Mike has got a poop. Well, I can go. I can go text my hose. I am so sorry about that. No, you're good. I'm just concerned. I was okay, and then all of a sudden, my gut said, <laughs> "Fuck you!" Oh no, you best run. So I had to run. Anyway, while I was on the toilet, I did some research. Yeah, cool. Uh, I'm not seeing anything for personal ads in Rome. I don't know where I got it. I pulled it out of my ass. You did. Yeah, then then the good Lord punished you for lying. So Yes. Immediate consequences to your actions. This is what I get for uh, shooting my mouth off while reading plentyfish.com. Consider tracking whether you get IBS attacks after telling a lie. Sort of like a pretty bad Pinocchio. Like a, like the worst Pinocchio. So the first rule, I think, fine, whatever. Who cares? Yeah, but I my my issue with it. I don't is, know that it's super necessary, but like, okay. Per, like, it hasn't. It hasn't. Things like Tinder haven't have, have existed for years. Yeah, it, it's well before 2020, but whatever. I guess okay. Not terribly offensive is what I'm saying. Uh, number two. Yeah. Not Googling or looking someone up before a date. I guess that did used to be pretty common. Maybe it still should be. To, to not look someone up before you date them? Well, yeah. But don't you want to have the information already there just in case? I mean... Check for I, red flags? 
Like aside from like like looking at their socials, I think is different from just googling somebody's name. But maybe it could be good just to see if they have a criminal record. I don't know. If anyone's watched How I Met Your Mother, mm. there's an episode where Ted goes on a date and they promise not to look each other up beforehand. Oh. Inevitably, he does look her up and it completely intimidates him and the date is a huge fail. Mm. What seemed like a lesson in keeping the mystery alive in a relationship then now feels totally out of touch. Sorry, but safety is a thing now more than ever. So mm-hmm. if someone's asking you to not look them up before you meet, that's oh. probably a red flag. You oh. know what? That... That is good advice. If someone is telling you not to, like, I think it's pretty common for people to not do that anymore. But if somebody is distinctly telling you to not look them up, that does sound kind of bad. That sounds kind of bad. Like, that does make it sound like they have, like, done a pretty bad murder or something. Also, when when I met Andrea, and I go back to this because this was the last time I was ever dating. Yeah. This is as recent as I can get. (laughs) As the fucking 2010s. No. Right the before. Aughts. The aughts. Late aughts. Oh my god, you're right. The late aughts. 2009 Christ. is when we met. Christ. Yeah. Social media was just getting started. Mm, good point. I didn't ask for her MySpace, but I did ask for her AOL instant messenger handle, wow. and we chatted back and forth using that. Wow. That's crazy. This is back when you could put really long statuses on your AOL instant messenger, like away messages. We could just put like song lyrics if you're feeling particularly uh, pubescent. That's so good. Damn, that's good. What a relic of an experience. You know, it's a real relic of experience. MySpace pages where you could actually have it play a song as soon as somebody went to your page. That rules. I think we should bring that back. Just overall, I think we should, bring I think it back we too. should enhance the customizability of the internet again yeah you used to be able to edit your myspace page you go into the html and actually like that's so fucking futz around with it yeah look what they stole from us look what they stole from us look what enshittification has done to the internet (laughs) to our beautiful internet you're ruining the environment uh anyway getting back to the article yeah it's okay to want to have a bit of information about someone up front hey it could even end up making some interesting conversation I feel, I don't know. I, I don't know if you should start a conversation with somebody on the first date, like, oh, I saw on, you know, your Instagram that you went on a hike two years ago or something. Like, I feel like it's it's common to look somebody up on, like, Instagram or Facebook, but it's also kind of a faux pas to admit to it, I think. Like, I gotcha. think it is still kind of a faux pas to admit to stalking somebody's Instagram, but it is common. So I do, I think, see the merit in what they're saying here in terms of, like, it shouldn't be considered a faux pas to do so because everybody's doing it and safety is important. Okay, okay. You don't need to go into super sleuth mode and decipher their life plan and credit score, but checking out their social media yeah, and searching them on Google, fair game. I think that's reasonable. I think I was misunderstanding what point they were trying to make at first. They're making fairly fine points so far. I think you they are giving are. them... So far, the only issue has been uh, the fact that they think it was post-pandemic in mid-2021. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, number three, having your date pick you up at your place. Yeah, that's a definite rule that... No. I think you should Nobody always have an anymore. escape. You should always have an escape. Yeah, you don't want them to know where you live. Not on the first date. That stresses people, me out. When people say chivalry is dead, this is probably what they mean. 
I'm not saying picking someone up on a date isn't a nice gesture, but to be honest, it just isn't the best choice anymore. The pandemic has made us hyper aware of privacy and safety. And yeah. while it was not always fun to err on the side of caution, chivalry is best saved until much later in the relationship, if you're into that sort of thing. Fair enough. Yeah, I, I, I don't think I have had somebody pick me up for a first date ever, actually. Again, plenty of fish. I am impressed. They're quite based so far. Micah, I think you really went into this with a prejudiced ex expectation in your heart. And you know what? I think I did, but uh, hold on. It says, uh, not to be pessimistic, but if all goes horribly wrong, there's nothing worse than having to ask for a ride home. Yeah, that's kind of my thing. Is like, if the date goes, like, poorly, or I'm just, like, bored, or I literally feel any reason to get out of there, I'm gonna want to be able to be my own escape. Like, I don't want to be fucking trapped with this person. Expectations around picking up the bill. What expectations? Recently, I was out for dinner with my boyfriend. When the bill came and I grabbed it, our server made a point to say, I shouldn't be paying, the man always pays. Grow up. If your server's saying shit like that, your server doesn't want a good tip. No. And and I feel like so frequently now, it doesn't matter who picks up the bill because the other person's going to Venmo them half. <laughs> like, yeah. It, that's like so common. Like it does not functionally matter at this point. He had no idea, of course, if we were on our first date or our thousandth. No. It was the latter. And was probably just trying to help. Stupid. But I though. was kind of offended, as you should be. You should be. Yeah, that's lame. It reminded me what an outdated rule it was, especially now when the last year and a half has deeply impacted people's financial situations. Yeah. Let whoever wants to pay, pay. Yeah, I don't think that's bad. I've seen this rule adjusted to be inclusive to all relationships as well, saying whoever asked for the date should pay the bill. Hmm. That's interesting. Again, fair intentions, but any rule at all when it comes to picking up the tab feels very 2000s rom-com to me. Yeah. Yeah, they're very, that, yeah, that's a really good point. I think that's a salient point. I fuck with oh. this blog writer. A recent Plenty of Fish survey mm -hmm. shows some agreement as well, with over a quarter, 34% of singles and casual daters, saying they're over this rule too. Interesting. A whole third of Plenty of Fish is like, hey, man doesn't have to pay if, you know, whatever, it's individual. However, what they're not saying is two-thirds of their website. Do still agree. <laughs> Do still agree. It's not so much the glass half-empty, half-full situation here. Yeah, yeah. As much as... Uh... <laughs> oh, apparently Plenty of Fish is a Canadian online dating service. No kidding. Says so, so here. The three-date rule. Oh, like you have to give them a shot that long or what? Whoever made up the infamous three dates until sex rule and the no kissing on the first date rule, just know. Oh, stupid. Yeah. I didn't know that was a rule. I am shocked they're talking about premarital sex. Good for them. Good for them. Listen. This can't be a Christian website. Hold maybe on. we should have given them the benefit of the doubt. Maybe it's not Christian. Just because it has fish in the title does not mean it's Christian. I think that if you wanted something to make fun of, you should have gone to Christian Mingle. And I think that you've judged them unfairly. I think that it's just based on the saying, plenty of fish in the sea, and not Jesus saying, let us fish for men. I think you're wrong, Micah. I think I'm wrong, too. Jesus, I picked a good website to find information from. Yeah, I thought, I was wondering, I was, like, waiting to see, like, when's it even going to get bad? It doesn't get bad. Micah, I'm sorry, I told you, the worst thing that could happen from you not reading this segment beforehand, or reading the article beforehand, is that it's boring, and there's nothing to make fun of. Sorry, Micah. Plenty of fish is based so far, aside from the pandemic thing. Aside from the pandemic thing. 
Ah, Christian Mingle does not have a blog, and they force you to log in with your socials. Boring. Stupid. Farmersonly.com? No, that's not strictly Christian, but I, I think, you know, if you're looking for a good blue-collar feller, take you down to the farm. ChristianConnection.com. Ooh. Ah, I have to give him an email address to log in. Ah. Hold on, let's see. Let me scroll down here a bit. Events and meetups. Christian dating blog. Here we go. Oh, amazing. Meatball ate a lizard that got in the house two days ago. Uh, what? There's a few on here where I'm like, it would be funny to read, but I don't want to do it on the podcast. <sighs> okay. We can see God's grace and favor. Christian connection couple share their stories. Like, I'm genuinely curious, but like, actual we, people. We here, shouldn't make fun of these actual people rather than I don't just wanna, the opinions I don't want to blow up their writer. spot. Yeah. Three simple ideas for building spiritual practice into your dating relationship. I'm going to be real with you, Micah. It's probably just talking to that person about their spiritual goals and praying before meals together. Like, I don't know if it's going to be much more than communicate about your beliefs with the other person. Uh, well, just looking at it, it looks like communication. Yep, easy. Communication is key. You got you to talk about it. If they're up for it, you should introduce prayer by praying together before the start of your date. Easy. What I fucking say. Praying together. Before the start of your dates. I was going to say praying together before dates or meals, but I thought that that would be too outlandish. But no, we're, we're advocating that. I would suggest keeping it light and simple. Yeah. And just asking God to be with both of you and bless your time together. Yeah. If they would like to pray but are not quite ready to do it together, you can ask them if there's anything they would specifically like to pray for. And you could both pray for each other separately in your own individual prayer times. That's cute. That's Listen, cute. it's what it's whatever works for you. I'm not going to knock it. Listen, it's essentially functionally, in my opinion, the same as manifesting, and I think that's nice. You're setting your intentions for the date. I think that's great. Uh, the number two thing. Mm-hmm. I don't even have to tell you. You already know what. It's the most important thing to a Christian couple. Not fucking before marriage. Church. Oh yeah, yeah actually. Yeah, that is a pretty big one. Are you going to go to church together? Are you the same denomination? Do you have any differing theological beliefs you should talk about? Seems like a real minefield for Christians out there. It really does. Is your potential uh, Mr. Perfect agnostic and you just don't know? Yeah. Well, I Do mean, they what believe if in the demiurge? What if he's, you know, Baptist and you're Presbyterian? What if he's Southern Baptist? What if they're Catholic? And you're Episcopalian? Oh, God. Because Episcopalian, oh, or Anglican even, because Anglican has has, has queer uh, 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 preachers, ministers. I went to an Anglican church for a while. It was interesting. I yeah. wouldn't go back, but it was interesting. Then it turned out they were like secret homophobes, and I was like, oh, okay. If you're further along in your relationship, for example, engaged or considering marriage, you may have already discussed whether you would attend one of each other's churches in the future or find a new church together. Yeah. But if you're still in the early stages of your relationship, it's still a good idea to see what kind of church the person you're dating attends. Yeah, like visiting the other person's church. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. I did that yeah. when I was a Christian high schooler. I didn't date Christians. He wasn't not Christian until, when I started uh, with him, to be fair. Not, not until my first wife did I actually, like, really date a Christian. That's wild. And we see how that went. Well, it didn't go fairly well, did it? It went pretty bad. Listen, I Christianized the feller. I feel kind of bad for him. He was an atheist when we met. Ah, oh, Jesus. He converted because of me. Oh, no. He converted back. Good. 
He converted, no, 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 no. I mean, he converted back from, he was raised as a Christian, converted to atheism. I converted him back to Christianity. And as far as I know, he's still in the church. Oh, that's awful. He did not convert back to atheism. To be fair, I, he, I, I, I thought he he, he, he was a Reddit atheist, which wasn't oh, good. It was pretty bad. He was like really 17. Bad. He was really into Jordan Peterson at the time. And it was before Jordan Peterson became openly right, but it was still a lot of like, kind of, he was always weird, you know? Like, he wasn't, like, openly as right-wing, but it was very much like a... He's motiv- been motivate for years. Motivate yourself. Clean your room before you go on a... But you can't, you can't better yourself if you don't wear a suit or whatever the fuck he's been into. Yeah, no, he's been anti-trans, but the guy did not have any reason to care about that. So... Gotcha. Bless his heart. The, the other option to go into a church service is to attend a smaller meeting, such as a home group or fellowship. Okay, okay Christians... A Bible study. Christians. Okay, listeners. Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna get Sorry, actually saying okay Christians instead of okay listeners is really funny. My bre- there's so much Christian, Christian, Christian. Okay, faithful Christians. Brain. Okay, listeners. <laughs> We're gonna we're getting a little bit into the weeds, but home group is like Oh yeah. An official thing that's like not not a church service per se. It's like a home Bible study. You but yeah, it's like a home Bible study. You, you go to someone's home and you study the Bible. Sometimes and, someone brings a guitar and you sing worship together. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a little mini church and it happens during the week, usually on a weeknight. Usually a Wednesday night for us. Really? For us. Yeah, actually, come to think of it, yeah, a lot of them were on Wednesday night. I think because it was like halfway through the week, like halfway to Sunday, more yeah. or less. But yeah, the third thing. Yeah. And again, this is extremely important for a Christian couple. Okay. Children? No, 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 no. You're I'm dating. guessing. Oh, if you're dating, I don't know. You're dating definitely no children. No, no, no I'm dating, saying if you want children eventually or something. I don't know. What do they prioritize? Scripture. I feel like that falls in line with some of the other parts, but okay. One more practice you might want to consider is reading the Bible together. Oh, like a couple's Bible study. This is a great way to build intimacy in a relationship, learn from each other, and understand what each other believes when it comes to scripture and doctrine. Yeah, that's interesting. Christians do seem to like doing that together sometimes. Ask your partner if this is something they would be interested in doing together, and if so, look for fun ways to do it. Hey, uh, spoiler, there is no fun way to study the Bible. There's, it, it can be pretty tricky <laughs> if you've been doing it for a while, especially, and it's not new to you anymore. It can get pretty fucking boring. At, at some point, it becomes a book club you're obligated to go to. Yes. So. And they don't even read the good parts. They frequently don't read the good parts. But they skip over the parts about, like, she lusted after her lover's genitals, who had emissions like yeah. donkeys. They that don't talk about crazy. that one. They do not mention that one a lot. But they do talk about how she wanted that big, nasty horse dick. It's crazy. It's crazy. You know what else they don't talk about? What? How God explicitly encourages uh, the Israelites to commit genocide in the Bible? That's not good either, God. Hey, God, quick notes. Don't. God's all like, yeah, women and children, kill them too, just in case. And that's, uh, that's not good. Just in case? Yeah, just in case. God. Well, that's lame. Uh, but yeah, you can even find some videos of teachings on a topic you've studied and listen to and watch it together. It's the Christian version of watching a, uh... Video essay. Fuck. Yeah, it's just, I, I guess, you know, sermons, when you really think about it, recorded sermons are just like video essays about the Lord when you think about it. 
They really are, but oftentimes they, the much lower production value. It's so fucking And boring. not nearly as many dick jokes as you would hope. Not as many dick jokes, no background music. Ugh, boring. So, uh, yeah, those are the tips on uh, building spiritual practice into your dating relationship. Well, I'm really gonna look. I'm gonna look for that when I log into my Farmers Only account today. <laughs> you should. You should talk to them about whether or not you want to pray together before that first date. I gotta put in my grinder profile, seeing if anybody wants to do Bible study with me. Do you want to pour oh, over the scriptures together? Do you have any idea how many Christians have probably made grinder accounts oh. and put on there that they wanted to like convert people and Bust do Bible study and stuff? We're just I wonder making, how many of them explored somebody else's of the same gender's body after that. We're just making up a guy, but honestly, there's enough guys out there, probably. There's always know? a... There, think of a guy, the guy probably exists. There's nothing new under the sun. There's that pastor who has a social media following because he goes into like online gaming matches, like Fortnite matches, and tries to preach to people during the matches. God, that would suck so fucking bad. It <laughs> sucks so fucking bad. <laughs> It's that's like the, the type guy, of guy <laughs> it's like the guy they have on unnamed college campus that I went to Ugh. that would stand and like scream uh, street side preacher type shit with a big banner at students and stuff there's actually a running theory that the university hired the guy oh. so the students could vent their frustrations oh that rules that's a fun conspiracy I doubt it because people are kooky and wild but possibly yeah, so that's all of the uh, segments that I have for you today. That's epic, Micah. So, Stevie, I hear tell you have a couple segments for me. Yeah. Vince McMahon it resigned? Oh, no. Come back. OMG. I don't know why this came up when I Googled this other person, but NPR says that wrestling icon Vince McMahon resigns after ex-employee filed a fucking sex abuse lawsuit accusing him and another former exec of serious sexual misconduct completely unsurprising he is a huge creep and a pretty exploitative fella he sucks Um, and I feel like that's pretty damning resigning right after that but uh, hey you know we've been wanting him out for a while I don't know why hey Google's pretty bad that, oh, sorry, that wasn't even Google. I can't even blame Google for this. Um, that's completely unrelated to my search query, though. What are you using that it came up with? Ecosia. After, like, everything else about that was related to my search query, that was at the bottom. I don't know. I don't know either. Yeah. Well, yeah, Micah, I'm going to take you on over. We're going to take a meander down the way. Okay. Uh, it's the path leading to the Hall of Mischievous Boys. Okay, you don't usually uh, you don't usually present. No, I don't. A postural mischievous boy, which means today I get to sit in the judge's seat and decide whether or not they deserve to to, to reside in these hallowed halls. Yeah, you can throw tomatoes and stuff. It's awesome. Yeah, maybe I maybe I will. Maybe you will. You maybe got... I'll preemptively chuck a few at you. Okay, all right. Okay, no, we don't have to practice. I know you've got. I see the paper grocery bag. You can calm down. Okay. All right. I'm just saying my aim might be off. It's been a while since I've hucked a good vegetable. That's fucked up. Can you please wait? Oh, that's until not I a vegetable. Can... I'm sorry. Fruit. Fair. Hold on. I tomatoes are I should... fruit, not a vegetable. Okay. Had to double check the pronunciation. So this is coming to us from allthatsinteresting.com, and this is titled "The Real Story of John Voitovich and the Bank Robbery That Inspired Dog Day Afternoon," starring Al Pacino. So. John Wojtovich was a gay man, uh, and he was spurred 
I actually didn't know this before this. Uh, he was spurred by his partner's suicide attempt. That is what spurred him to to set out on the series of following events. Um, he decided to rob a bank to get enough money for her to undergo gender reassignment surgery. It fucking rules. Um, he put together an amateur crew of would-be robbers, drove around the city looking for a bank to rob, and incidentally instigated one of the largest media circuses in New York history. So this is the story of John Wojtovich and one of New York's strangest bank robberies. He was born in New York City in 1945 and was leading basically a normal life until the late 1960s. After graduating high school and serving in Vietnam, Wojtovich returned home and began working for Chase Manhattan Bank. I didn't know that he was working for a bank. That is a little bit funny. Um, and he struck up a relationship with a co-worker named Carmen Bifulco. The pair married in 1967, but Wojtovich had been keeping a secret from his new bride. While in the military, he had his first gay encounter during basic training, courtesy of, in quotes, a hillbilly by the name of Wilbur, before being sent off to Vietnam, according to Esquire. You know what? When he returned home, he was not Thank you, Wilbur. Thanks, Wilbur. For a journey of self-discovery. Really wonderful. I think that's uh, the, that would be the name of a good of a good memoir, a hillbilly by the name of Wilbur. So when he got home, he wasn't only keeping his sexuality a secret; he was also dealing with the fallout of his wartime experiences, including being one of the few survivors of a rocket attack on his base. Yeah, the PTSD will get you fucking good. As his mother Terry later said, when he was a kid, he was good; he was no trouble. That the service screwed him all up. After being discharged from the service in 1967 and quickly marrying by Fulco, John Wojtovich couldn't live a life for long. He separated from his wife in 1969 and joined the Gay Activist Alliance in addition to taking up a string of male lovers. In 1971, he met a trans woman named Liz Eden, and that same year, the pair married in an unofficial ceremony as an official one was not possible at the time. Eden longed for gender reassignment surgery, an idea Wojtovich originally opposed until she was hospitalized after a suicide attempt. Wojtovich then decided that Eden needed the surgery to end her depression, and he decided to finance the operation himself by robbing a bank. Also, the pictures are badass of him, like, peering out from a curtain. He robbed the Chase Manhattan Bank? Oh my god. Okay, baddie. That's crazy. Um, eager to get the money for where Eden. Where he worked. You don't want to rob where you work because they know where you live. They've got your W-2. Yes, Yes, they do. They do. It's going to be pretty hard to get away with that one. I don't really know what the plan was long term, but, you know. You can't can't (laughs) clock in later after that and pretend like you weren't the one with the sawed-off shotgun. Yeah. Eager to get the money for Eden's gender reassignment surgery, although according to the BBC, some claim that John Wojtovich actually carried out the robbery to pay back money he'd borrowed from the mafia. Y'all just say shit. Y'all just make shit up. That is that is the BBC version of these two historical figures were just close friends. Yeah. If he said why he was doing it, don't start making shit up about why he was doing it. God. So And Wojtow- honestly, think about it. The social stigma involved back then. Oh, yeah. Especially of saying you're trying to help a queer woman in any way. It would be more acceptable to say you were doing it to pay back the fucking mafia. Exactly. Bullshit. So Wojtovich soon put together a team that would help him rob a bank. He recruited Bobby Westenberg and Salvatore Naturiel, both of whom he had previously met at a gay bar. Uh, He enlisted them to help with the heist, but the trio was far from professional. They simply drove around New York on August 2nd, 1972, looking for a bank to rob. At the first bank they entered, they accidentally dropped their shotgun, causing it to go off, but managed to flee. At the second, Westenberg ran into a friend of his mother's, and they called it off. See... At that point, 
you have to you have to realize maybe maybe we're not cut out for this. Perhaps none of us are in Ocean's Eleven. Here's none of us are going to drop down from the ceiling on a high wire thing. It's funny that you should reference a movie because okay. after going to see The Godfather, they finally decided on a chase bank in the Gravesend section of Brooklyn. They entered and slipped the teller a note bearing a paraphrased quote from the film. This is an offer you can't refuse. You know what? Cringe is dead. Cringe Kill is the cringe dead. cop in your head. Yeah. Good for them. Gay baddies. Also, that's wild. That's fucking wild. You did two unsuccessful bank robberies and then you went and saw a movie that made you feel like a badass. Wow. Wow. Uh, it so you began. Know, sometimes, sometimes you need to take a break mid heist to get your, uh, to get your, to get the, to get to get the fight back. On. Yeah. <laughs> you can blame him. And so began one of the biggest media circuses in New York City history. As it turns out, the branch's vault was half empty, but according to the New York Times, John Vojtovich and his accomplices did still manage to seize 38000 in cash and 175000 in traveler's checks before one of the employees was able to sound the alarm and police arrived on the scene. The robbers then took all eight people inside the bank as hostages and holed up for what would be a 14-hour standoff with the authorities. In addition to the FBI agents, police, journalists, and snipers posted on the rooftops around 2,000 rowdy spectators, according to Wojciechowicz's own mother, gathered in the boiling summer heat to watch the crime unfold. That was a Brooklyn crowd that night when journalists who had been on the scene recalled it was a full-blown show. Helping to make it a full-blown show... John Vojtovich eagerly jumped into his role as ringleader. He had pizza ordered for his hostages, then paid the delivery guy with wads of cash taken from the bank and tossed more stolen money into the cheering crowd. Even Hell the ho- yeah. Hell yeah! Even the hostages came to have a certain fondness for Vojtovich and were less scared of him than they were simply exhausted. As teller Shirley Ball recalled, I realized that he was friendly, had a purpose for robbing the bank. He thought he would be in and out. <laughs> Again, <laughs> not necessarily the best long-term planners. But such a baddie. <laughs> Like that goes But crazy. sometimes you gotta make the best of a bad situation and get the crowd on your side. You always want to get the crowd on your side. Yeah. But it wasn't an in and out job, and tensions started to rise as the hours dragged on. Eventually, New York Daily News reporter Rob Kapstadter got the interview of a lifetime when he called the bank on a whim and Vojtovich himself actually picked up. Caught off guard, Kapstadter opened the conversation with a so, how's it going? To which Vojtovich snapped back, How do you think? I mean, how do you fucking think, man? The tense standoff finally ended when the FBI agreed to drive Vojtovich and Notariel. Westenberg had long since fled the scene before the cops arrived to Kennedy International Airport and put them on an international flight. Of course, this was a ruse. They FBI never fucking negotiates. People need to understand. People in general need to understand that whole thing about how you have to tell me if you're a cop, the idea that cops can't lie, cops lie all the time. Intentionally, blatantly, happily. Cops always lie. Agents were waiting yeah. for them at the airport, and as soon as they arrived, the accomplice, Notariel, was shot dead, the day's only casualty, and John Vojtovich was arrested. 
So Vojtovich was sentenced to 20 years in prison, but only wound up serving five and was released in 1978. While imprisoned, he actually was able to see Dog Day Afternoon, the film that it inspired, and take in the lead performance of Al fucking Pacino, who had, of course, also starred in The Godfather, which Vojtovich had watched the day of the robbery and then referenced during it. The warden initially objected to his prisoner viewing the film until Vojtovich threatened to start the biggest prison riot you ever saw. The balls! (laughs) The massive balls on this guy. They have their own gravity well. Yes! He is swinging his fucking weight around. They have their own planets in orbit, bitch. It's crazy. He was eventually permitted to view the movie in the company of just a single guard. Although he described it as a very moving experience, he actually sent a letter to the culture editor of the New York Times protesting that the film did not show the whole truth, and the little it did show was constantly twisted and distorted. His biggest problem was that the film hinted very dramatically that I made some kind of deal to betray my partner, Sal. This is not true, and there is no human being low enough in the world who would let the FBI kill his partner in order for him to survive. Yeah, that fucking sucks. That blows that it was misrepresented that way. Um, Vojtovich also had issues with the casting of his wife, stating that the film made Carmen, his original wife, look horrible and inferred that I left her and winded up in the arms of a gay man because of her. This is completely untrue, and I feel sorry for the actress for having to play such a horrible role. But Vojtovich's issues with the film aside, it was a hit with both critics and audiences, making back its budget more than 20 times over and receiving six Academy Award nominations, winning one for its screenplay. After the film came and went, and Vojtovich got his release from prison, he moved back in with his mother in New York. Eden had left him for someone else before dying of AIDS-related pneumonia in 1987. Um, John Vojtovich spent the rest of his days in New York. At one point, he even applied to work as a guard at a Chase bank, reportedly claiming, I'm the guy from Dog Day Afternoon, and if I'm guarding your bank, nobody's gonna rob the dog's bank. They declined. He spent some of his final... Honestly, that is very short-sighted on their part. Yes. They yeah. should have given him a chance because Frank Abalone, the famous forger and subject of the movie Catch Me If You Can, was hired by the FBI to help catch other con men. Yeah. So obviously, you want to hire the bank robber as to your be bank guard. To be fair, he wasn't a good bank robber. Like, he didn't get away. Okay. He that was is- just the guy who tried. <laughs> That is true. <laughs> he, he, he was not good enough, I think, at robbing the bank for them to pull a catch you if you can on him. Um, but sadly, he spent some of his final years on welfare before he died of cancer in 2006. Um, so a very rich and varied life. A very, very interesting figure. Does John Vojtovich get into the Hall of Mischievous Boys? I feel like he does. You'd be fucked up and sick and twisted to turn him away at the pearly gates of the Hall of Mischievous Boys. Oh, wait, wait, there's there's pearly gates there now. Yeah, recently installed. Oh, gotcha. Raises the property Uh, value, doesn't it? (laughs) I I feel like it actually drops the property value just a little bit. It's a bit bit ostentatious. It's an Art Deco building with all of a sudden Greco-Roman pearly gates. So the issue is the aesthetics of it. Yes, Okay, noted. Well, I didn't know it was Art Deco. I didn't think we had agreed on that, but I think that's nice. I, I like that. I like that take a lot. How many stories? Uh, it's five stories. Five stories? It's, five, it's, a, it's a large hall. There's a lot of mischievous boys we got to cover. Okay, I was imagining kind of a labyrinthine hell, so I do like this building you've constructed in instead. Yeah, it's, it's five stories. It's pretty big. 
yeah, I think I was imagining kind of a, a, a Minotaur trapped in the labyrinth situation. No. That's nice. We're yeah. not going to bull of Minos, the, the mischievous boys. <laughs> That's fucked up. You with these deep Percy Jackson cuts. Okay, get fucking real. <laughs> Do not fucking belittle my intelligence by implying that I only know about the fucking bull of Minos because of Percy Jackson. You must be smoking dick out of a boob pipe. That made me so mad. That made me so mad. What is wrong with you? <laughs> My intelligence is soundly insulted. I'm sorry, Stevie. I did not mean to insult your intelligence that hard. Smoking dick out of a boob pipe would be a good episode title, but I think it would be harder to go with algorithmically. Yeah, I feel like Ken Burns skunk ape. I think that'll work well with the algorithm. Ken Burns skunk ape is smoking dick out of a boob pipe. I never, I never do a full <laughs> sentence for the episode's name. Boo. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm going to have to truncate it. Mm. Ken Burns skunk ape is already four words. Mm. Okay. <laughs> so. No, I think, I think he gets to the Hall of Mischievous Boys. 100% deserves it. I like putting gay menaces in the Hall of Mischievous Boys. I, I agree. I was also listening to the episode recently where we put uh, pretty much all of the original NASCAR drivers in there, like with the cars, and we did talk about the dangers of like indoor exhaust, and then I did kind of gloss over that one, and so I think I'm, I'm going to move the cars out onto the lawn because I, f- I feel like we're kind of rapidly uh, filling the halls, and I don't want to cause too many problems. Again, I mean, I didn't, didn't want to tell you, but 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 most of the NASCAR drivers are dead now from oh, carbon monoxide poisoning. Oh, shit. Okay. It's been a few weeks since we talked about it, and you put them <sighs> in there. They've been in there a while. Sorry, fellas. So we just installed a hot new Hall of Mischievous Boys graveyard. <laughs> Hall of Mischievous Boys branded graveyard. Uh, TMCR. Uh, copyright pending. Now, I f- Okay. I'm worried there's, like, a secret, like, homoerotic wrestling gang thing happening in the basement now that we're unaware of, but I figure we'll find out if they're, if we get new plots in the graveyard, so. Oh, a new fight club? Yeah. I was gonna say gay fight club, but oxymoron. Indeed. Yeah, what's the next segment? So, I have a quiz which is just completely unrelated to, like, pretty much every other thing we've okay, talked pause. about. Pause. Yeah. That segue was so awful it hurt me. Oh, oh, what do you want me to say? I'm, I'm just saying, like, we, we ended the last segment, and then the segue to the next segment Micah was me loves. saying, so what's the next segment? There's no there's no elegance to it. Micah there loves no... to be like, oh, your segues are so bad, Stevie, before dropping the worst, ugliest, unelegant, fucking convoluted ass segue you've ever heard in your entire life. My segues are like a beautiful ballerina prancing across the stage, pirouetting... Doing a, uh, uh, what's it called when they do that sort of curtsy thing? I'm pulling a Carrie prom style pig blood prank on your dumb little ballerina. And I'm going to fuck her Christ, shit up Stevie. bad. Mostly because that's pig's blood. Where did you get it? <laughs> I want to keep that in, but I can't. <laughs> There's gonna be another fucking bleeped one. Damn. I'm on fucking fire, bitch. <laughs> I'm sorry I'm saying things I, you have to bleep out. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, 
Stevie, I hate to say it, but I think you need to break up more often. I'm very biting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I am very biting. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Although, I think I think you also find me funnier because you're not on your meds anymore and you have a lot more room for whimsy and joy in your heart. You know, you might not be wrong. I think that's a, I think that's great. I've gotten funnier and you've gotten better at finding things funny. It works out well. <laughs> it does. Like I've got a I've got to find a new psych, uh, psychiatrist. Yeah. Cuz I hope there's something that'll work for the things you need it to work for but not, you know, eliminate your personality. And that's yeah, hard. That's, that's hard to get with fucking psychological meds. Yeah. Normally <sighs> is. Yeah. Um okay, so I'm just sort of ushering you out of the pearly gates. I'm just sort of shoving you down the driveway. And, um, hold on. Let me think. I, geographically, I have to think if I've established <laughs> where this segment is before. I always say down the street from the Hall of Mischievous Boys, I think. Or down the street from wherever. Um, okay, so this is new. I've, 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 I've installed a shortcut. I've thought it through. I've installed a shortcut in my mind palace. Um, middle of the graveyard of the Hall of Mischievous Boys. Big ol' pit. I guide you back there by the hand. Push you into the pit. What? It's the quiz pit. The it's quiz the quiz pit. takers. <laughs> we have a quiz pit now. Yeah. Brand new. Brand new. Just installed. Lifetime warranty quiz pit. If there's ever not a quiz in that pit, your money back guaranteed. Don't get it twisted because we're the quiz takers. Don't get it twisted because we're the quiz takers. Don't get it twisted because we're the quiz takers. You've got it twisted, cause we're the quiz takers. Somebody's gotta draw a map, because we we are describing, over time, a very intricate sounding, like, uh, area. This is, this is gonna be like the worst city block you've ever seen. Yeah. They're gonna gerrymander that one, just like, out of existence entirely. Um, gotta completely split up the voter base. Uh, so this quiz is titled, What Whale Are You? This is just the first one I took off the shelves in the quiz pit. Uh, so this, the bio is pretty simple. I will expertly judge the cetacean species within your soul. And this is by Uquiz user, Vinny Unit. You enter a whale restaurant. You are presented with a menu of whale food. Micah, what are you picking? Raw squid, raw flounder, and dirt. Raw herring, raw shrimp, or raw cod. You know what? I'm going to go with raw squid because I enjoy calamari. Beautiful. And I feel bad because cephalopods are actually extremely intelligent. Uh, I do kind of feel bad for them as well, actually. But they taste so good. They taste quite delicious. Question number two. Your food has arrived at your table. How do you eat it? Whole. I lunge at it, head first. I place the plate on the floor and slam my head into it. I drag my head across the plate. Or rip and tear. Obviously rip and tear you know i didn't feel that was an obvious answer i was interested to see what you were going to say after obviously rip and tear you have seem you ever, more like a dealt with squid you squid seem more, are very chewy and uh oh that's true you seem more like a place to play on the floor and slam your head into it kind of person but i think rip and tear for squid specifically is sensible you produce a child what do you do leave or hang out <laughs> Were I to produce a child, I would probably hang out. That's good of you. A boat approaches you. What do you do? Jump around, spy hop, don't care, or leave. The option I want is not there. Is destroy the boat badly. 
is attack the boat. Kill everyone on board. I don't even know what spy hop is. Uh, Do you know what I would do? If if a boat approaches me, humans are not to be trusted. Yeah. You cannot trust humans. So I would leave. You got to leave. You got to get out of there. Question number five. You are presented with an opportunity to have fun. What do you do? Go out for krill with the family. Toss driftwood around. Tooth battle. Sing my little songs. Jump around. Or kelp. I'm probably going to sing my little songs. Yeah, I can see you singing your little songs. What weather do you prefer? Cold, parentheses, very. Cold, or whatever. Hmm. As a human being that has a home, you don't and I don't cold. have to live out in it, yeah. I like cold weather. But, although but remember, you, actually live you have a big, it. beautiful whale body. This is true. You know what? I'm going to say cold weather. Okay. A problem has occurred. What do you do? Flipper slap. Teeth. The big tooth. Adopt the marguerite formation. Spew reddish brown fluid. Smash with head. Grow massive calluses on head. Hide. Tail slap. Or go very fast. If a problem has occurred, I'm going to go with teeth. Teeth. Not the big tooth. Teeth. Yeah, teeth. You are listening to whale music. What kind? Clicks, whistles, pulses, or drones? I'm not going to lie. I got into drone music in college. That rules. What a nerd. Yeah, so I'm going to go with drones. Huge nerd. How long are you from head to tail? Tall, sort of tall, average, sort of short, or short? I'm going to go with average. I'm in the middle. Okay. Do you like to travel as far as possible, not too far, or I like to stay home? I like to stay home. Got to be honest with you. I like staying home. That's okay. You know what you like. How do you like to dress? Dark, light, neutral, or contrasting? Right now, you are wearing all black. No, I'm wearing all black with uh, what I need to describe to the listener oh, yes. was a Christmas present I got. Your peculiar garment. My perplexing garment. Oh, my apologies. <laughs> it is a perplexing garment. It, imagine, listener, if you will, a sweater. Cardigan. But there's no, a cardigan, yes. But there's no sleeves on it. No front. Kind Not of no re- sides. There's, no, there's basically no sides on it. No sleeves on it. It looks like a scarf with a cape going down the back, and it yeah. has a hood. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. It is but it's kind like a of a really big scarf, like yeah, and it's kind of like cable knit. It's really not what you would expect from a garment. Yeah, and it has pockets. Perplexing garment, indeed. It is the perplexing garment. So I'm wearing a green perplexing garment. It's a very dark green. It is blending in with your black shirt right now. It, it my camera's not great. That's that's, Sorry. that's part of why. And I'm wearing uh gray and black sweater yeah i mean out of all of your options dark light neutral and contrasting i think we know what those colors are (laughs) yeah i'm gonna go with dark you're like oh it's not black it's not black it's green yeah it's still fucking okay you are gifted a whale artifact which do you choose the smooth barnacle the abyssal barnacle the true barnacle the beautiful barnacle the hungry barnacle the spiral barnacle the bizarre barnacle the grand barnacle the ancient barnacle the invisible barnacle the lovely barnacle or the golden barnacle i'm not gonna lie pick an adjective that abyssal barnacle sounded pretty damn good i knew it you seem like an abyssal barnacle kind of person whale your whale type is sperm whale. You I'm are the loud. funniest type of whale. You're the funniest type of whale they ever invented. You are loud, but chill. 
You like to hang out. Whalers want your many valuable <laughs> excretions. Sperm whale facts. Sperm whales have the largest brain of any known mammal. They sometimes feed on giant squid, the beaks of which can get lodged in a sperm whale's digestive system, irritating the intestines into producing ambergris. The sperm whale's echolocative and communicative clicks are incredibly powerful, sometimes over 200 decibels. Maybe used to stun prey. Bitch. Incredible sound powers. Incredible loud sound powers. Amazing. That I used to stun prey that I then rip and tear into. Yeah. But the flip side is the human boats I have to run from because Moby Dick was a mm. sperm whale uh, that was being hunted. Uh, that was the kind of whales that they hunted. Bad track record. And uh, ambergris, which is whale hork. Yeah. You know what it's used for? Perfume. Perfume. I remember finding that very yucky when I learned that in elementary school. They have an organ called the spermaceti. It's a it's an organ complex that forms the sperm whale's distinctive head shape, and it's used to amplify their vocalizations. Built-in sound system, baby. Sperm whales form the marguerite formation by surrounding pod members vulnerable to attack, tails pointing out. They spend most of their time socializing, brushing up against one another, cuddling. That's adorable. Sperm whales have asymmetrical blowholes that skew to the left of their head. Those are good whale facts. It's a lot of really good whale facts, actually. These are these are very, very interesting whale facts. This quiz fucking rules, and they have a t- so many different types of whales. They have blue, humpback, orca, fin, bowhead, minky, beluga, gray, right whale, narwhal, and pygmy sperm whale. Mine was the most popular version, though. It seems like most people get sperm whale. Most people get sperm whale at a hot 14%, but 13% of, of users took got blue whale. 12% got humpback. 10% got Orca. Everything else after that is less than that. Well, this is awesome. I saw you quiz titled, uh, What Event at My Public High School Are You? And that's one that I'm going to take later. I'm really jonesing for the Sadie Hawkins dance. <laughs> I think we have enough for an episode. Yeah. So, Stevie, where can people find you? You can find all my stuff at steviebe.com. That's steviebea.com. I might start streaming more. I don't know. I have more free time now, and I've got to find something to fill the time. So I might start streaming more again. So go follow me on Twitch just in case I do that. That's stevie underscore B. Micah, where can the people find you? Has Bandcamp died yet? Bandcamp hasn't died, but it's gotten to be a bitch to use. Nah. Like it used to, I used to have it set to where it on my browser it automatically saved my login information and yeah. I just click login it would log me in yeah. and that's fine uh, it no longer does that I now have to manually enter the information in every time dang I have a password manager I don't because I don't trust password managers it's a matter of time before they get hacked okay so but you trust your your browser to store your passwords instead yeah for Bandcamp yeah that's worse but okay alright you stress me out. <laughs> I'm glad. Uh, anyway, you can go to bank. You can go to mxmaxwell1.bandcamp.com to listen to my music right now. Uh, it's there for now. It that might change in the future. Uh, you can also, honestly, you can listen to one of my albums on Spotify. I do have one album on Spotify, but it's under the name Mr. Maxwell because oh, yeah. I didn't quite have my gender stuff figured out by then. Fair so enough. if you search for Mr. Maxwell, the pitch. Is that the one Dandy Among Squires is on? Yes. Listen to Dandy Among Squires. Yeah. It's awesome. It, 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 a lot of people like that song. It's my favorite. Uh, but yeah, we also have a Patreon where for a mere $3 per month, you 
can listen to all of our back episodes. The way your eyes widen in horror as you realize you haven't pulled up the list again. <laughs> You're so transparent. A mere $3 per month, you can listen to all of our back episodes, all of our uh, bonus content, which we have as many of those as we have free episodes. Oh. So if you sign up for our Patreon, you all of a sudden have access to twice the amount of us. Woohoo! Twice as much us. Twice as much us in your ears. Exactly. Uh, we have such topics on our bonus episodes as Jailbroken Leapfrog. Oh, quite good. Yeah, that was quite good. So if you want to figure out what exactly we're talking about in Jailbroken Leapfrog or an inelegant finish, which is one of our other episodes. Good title. You need to uh, sign up for our Patreon. It's only three bucks. But if you wish to pay us a little bit more money... Uh, for $10 per month, not only do you get access to the bonus episodes, but we will read your name out at the end of every episode. Our $10 patrons are Louis Meekle, P. Wilbo, Althea Petricor, and Cassidy Johnson. Woo! Thanks, friends. Thanks for being here. Thanks, all you Patreon folks, for freaking being here. We also have a uh, Tumblr where mm-hmm. Stevie puts uh, all the quiz information, like quizzes we might do in the future or quizzes we have already done. Or various can, topics we might talk about in the future. Yeah, so you can, if you want, uh, contact Stevie through the Tumblr and send the messages about things you want to hear on the podcast. We might yeah. actually take your advice and do it on the podcast. We are We've very likely to. Yeah. yeah. Well, it depends on the thing. Let's not go crazy. Okay, you can go crazy if you want, like... It'll be my problem, not yours. (laughs) But uh, yeah, if you want to contact Stevie, you go through the Tumblr. If you want to contact me, you go through the Patreon. Hell yeah. So, uh, yeah, as always, uh, we're glad that you're here. We're glad that you listened to our little dog and pony show. Um, I guess there's nothing left to say. Yeah, I think we're good. I think we're good. So, uh, bye. Bye.